How are we doing today, squad? I am your host, Coach Andy James, of the highly impactful podcast, BitFlow Radio. This podcast is the extension work needed to take your progress from good to greatness in your own transformation journey. Over the past five years, I've coached over a thousand people into life-changing results, all part of my purpose to impact 100,000 lives to change the health of generations to come. Thank you for being here today. Let's get into today's podcast. And we're back just like that. We are back. Welcome back, squad. We are back with the Fit Flow Radio podcast. There's been a few changes. There's been a few. There's been a few things going on in the background. Um, I must say that I'm definitely going to be less focused on the perfectionism side of things with this moving forward. I'd rather deliver you two podcasts a week. Uh, that's going to be the goal moving forward. I'm going to aim to produce two podcasts a week and give you continuous information to help you impact on your own health and fitness journey moving forwards. So the first thing we're going to ask from you is because I want these podcasts to be now be a bit more interactive is if you have questions, if you have topics, um, please do reach out to me over social media. Maybe Instagram is probably going to be the best platform to reach me on uh, at Coach Andy James. If you reach me on Instagram through there, send me a DM um, asking any kind of topic, any kind of you know fitness, nutrition, mindset related questions, and we can bring these to the podcast and answer these for you, uh, hopefully weekly, if we get enough questions. But that would be my inv- invitation for you. Um, I'm not going to focus on the perfectionism. You're going to hear me stutter. You're going to hear me stumble, but I'd rather just deliver. I'm all about the delivery. So... The podcast moving forward, um, I must say, I just want to clear the air, really. I mean, I do apologize for not giving you um, continuous effort with when it came to the podcast. It's actually one of the forms of social media that I I actually really do enjoy. Um, I, I sort of got a love for doing this sort of towards the back end of last year, and it really starts to become an enjoyable thing. It's a, it's a platform that allows you to speak more freely, a bit more openly minded than how some of the things on social media are interpreted these days. So uh, I, I apologize for not being here for you in this manner for a while. But that aside, um, I'm, all I'm going to ask is that you're, you're present, you're back each week, week on week, and we can grow and move forward together as a team. So over the past few months, we, we actually have built a fantastic team um, behind the coach Andy James brand. So uh, I must say that moving forward, things have definitely progressed in different directions that were very unexpected towards the back end of last year. Uh, considering obviously how things are as well around the world so we are very heavily focused and i say we because we are we work as a family we work as a unit we work as a team to move forwards and you are part of this team if you are listening to this podcast you are part of our team and we openly welcome you to come and work with us in any capacity and um, so even if it's just asking a question via social media that we can bring to this platform and either help or guide you with any kind of knowledge to that's going to really help you move forwards I invite you to bring that question, shoot it through me to our social media, um, and I'll get it covered on the podcast. So this one, this podcast is around routines. We're talking about routines that are going to help you move forward. Now, there's four routines that I've got some notes made in front of me about. These four routines are really about helping you move forward with starting the day, preparing around a training session, how you view your weekly routine, and a routine that's going to help you recover from burnout. So the four routines that I'm going to ask you to consider, you might want to either jot these down or sort of cycle back to it. Uh, It's around about three and a half minutes at the podcast to begin with, uh, just to really sort of give you the information that's going to help you move forward. Now, I'm going to slow down and take my time with these a little bit because I'm not going to lie, I've I've recorded this podcast more than once and I'm getting a little bit excited and I'm not even wired on pre-workout or caffeine at this point. 
maybe that's a lie. There's probably a bit of caffeine in me from midday. Um, the half-life of it hasn't run out yet. <laughs> so morning routine, this is the first one. Your morning routine is the one that I really want you to consider. It's the most important out of the three. And if you haven't got a conscious morning routine in place, I would definitely recommend this be the first one that you go to. Uh, so your morning routine is the one that's going to set you up for the day. Now, most people work in chaos with miscommunication on what their efforts look like for the day. They basically, they work, they wake up, they wake up on the snooze more than once. Um, they're already rushing around first thing in the morning. They've, they feel like they've already lost 20, 30 minutes of a day because they've smashed that snooze button two or three times. And all of a sudden you skip breakfast, you're driving to work frustrated because obviously you're already lacking time, you're worried about what time you're gonna to get to work. All these things that have been happening are direct actions from the consequence of not being, you're not being authoritative with your first few waking minutes of the day. You've really got to solidify what these these first few minutes of the day look like for you. So your morning routine is massively, massively impactful. The four key factors, there might be five, but there's four that I would really like to focus on. The first 10 minutes of the morning is really you time. That first 10 minutes is where you can gather your thoughts, sort of just allow yourself to wake from sleep uh, and just start to become a bit more present, sort of you know, be a bit more aware of the surroundings, maybe a bit sort of show a bit of gratitude towards the day, but just really give yourself the first 10 minutes of me time. The second part of the first 20 minutes of waking, so the second 10 minute window, we're gonna look at either consuming a bit of knowledge or information, reading, an audible book, something along those lines, that's going to allow you to be a bit more free thinking. It's gonna allow the, the brain to be a bit more engaging first thing on. And that, that information is going to be one, not only useful to move forward with, but two, it's gonna give you a bit of perspective on the day as well. And this is something that I've done for a very long time is have some kind of knowledge um, installed within me first thing in the morning because it allows me to really frame the day, which is the last point that I was going to make. So the first one is give yourself the 10 minutes. The second one is 10 minutes of education and reading. Whilst you're doing this, you could actually grab a coffee, but I would say that the, the, the last part of the, the waking in the morning process really wants to be around the getting ready. So if that's gonna be grab, grabbing a coffee, getting some breakfast, making sure that you're showered and ready to tackle the day, that's, that's the part that becomes the process of getting ready, the bit that everybody seems to rush in the morning and leave until last minute. I'm encouraging you to give yourself the time first thing in the morning to do this. So yes, this might mean getting up a little bit earlier, but what you really need to look at to allow yourself to have that little bit of extra time is, am I actually getting more sleep than what I really need? Because if you are, then there's no harm in getting up 20 minutes earlier and allowing yourself to have this kind of reframe for the day. And that's the last point I'd like to make on the first routine is reframing the day. Frame the day and how you would like the day to go. What is it you want to achieve from a day? What do you expect of a day? Really have the things in mind that are important to you throughout the day that need execution on because those things being at the forefront of your mind, they're the tasks that mean the most to you that day that need to get done for you to, to allow you to move forward with the clarity that you need to, to tackle and address everything else that you've got going on through the week. All the other things, your, your secondary and your tertiary, so your secondary your, your second and third priority, they're all the, the kind of routines, they're all the kind of daily tasks that we just, they're, they're not fundamental, but we know that they still need to be done. They can be moved around, but the things that sit at the forefront of your mind, they're the things that I would like you to frame for the day. 
So let me just run over those first four to five in that first morning routine point is 10 minutes of you time, 10 minutes of education and reading, coffee, shower, breakfast, kind of all in one, and then frame the day at the end of it. Frame the day and how you would like the rest of the day to go. The second one is your training routine. Now your training routine is actually more important than the routine in itself, as in the training session, because it's how you prepare. If you're not prepared to go and train, chances are you're gonna have a very, very ineffective training session. So what we're, not, what we're looking to do is maximize on the time that you're actually in the gym. Everybody, you know, everybody wants that time in the gym to be as beneficial as possible. We don't want to be in gyms for hours and hours on end, but we do understand that if we are giving additional time, could we be more effective with the lead up and effectively the walk away from the training session? So the pre and post training routine or the pre and post training rituals, uh, as I like to refer to them in my own personal approach to training is pre-training nutrition. Now, this is a topic separately to creating a routine but you definitely want to give some thought to your pre-training nutrition. You don't want to walk into the gym fasted if you're training later on in the day. Uh, you want a, a very effective training session, so you want to be ready, you want to be fueled. So making sure that you get that pre-training nutrition in there. Make sure that your gym gear is packed either the night before or the morning of. I don't advise the morning of just simply because you don't want the preparation of the gym interfering with that morning routine. So I would definitely recommend packing the gym bag the night before, having it to one side ready to pick up as you move out through the door. Grab it, chuck it in the car, you're ready to go. And then there's no excuses around, I'm not ready, I'm not prepared. Because you've eliminated one of those factors from, oh, now I've got to drive home because I forgot my gym gear, I've then got to leave the house again. And it becomes a snowball, an avalanche of excuses to stop us from effectively having a good training session. So pack the gym bag the night before, take it with you, make sure you're ready to go. The next point is the training program that you're actually going to be using. Make sure it's built for maximal results. The last thing you want to be doing is going to a gym, giving what your program says, and it's only 60% effective. So be mindful, you know, if you're using a coach, ask them, question them, you know, uh, you know if you're not hitting sort of like uh, an, an 80% to 90% um, execution factor on the training program, you want to be making sure that either intensity is increased or the program is restructured in a way that's going to be better worked for you. So that's another thing that to consider. You don't want to be giving time to a training program and it be ineffective in the results that you're looking to produce. And the last point is post-training nutrition. You want to be making sure that you're refueling the body after you've trained. Um, so this whole pre- and post-training ritual is really about setting yourself up for a maximal result around that training session. So your training routine, just to recap, is pre-training nutrition, making sure your gym gear is packed, having an effective training program whilst you're training, and then post-training nutrition to make sure that you refuel the body after an extensive workout. The third one, weekly routine. So a little bit like the daily routine, the morning routine, you're going to assess the week in itself as well as the day, the morning. And the reason why we do this is because we need to look at what the priorities are for the week. So know the weekly tasks that need to be achieved. Now, if you've got an absolute list, I mean, I'm talking like a shopping list of routines, uh, of tasks that need to be done for this weekly routine, I would say choose five of the tasks that are going to move the dial, going to push the week forwards, rather than just choosing five random tasks and then worrying later on in the week that you didn't get X, Y, Z, the first one, two, and three done because they actually were priority. Now all of a sudden you've got eight tasks to do for the week. 
Choose the five that really push the week forward, that push progress forward. And I don't just mean progress about training or nutrition or mindset. I mean paying bills, you know, communicating with people, getting things sorted, getting things organized, dealing with things that are holding you back. These are all key fundamentals that need to be addressed. They don't want that you don't you want as little as possible holding you back as when you move forward. So just bear in mind, you want to take five key priorities from the tasks of the week and aim to have one, only one, first spot priority each day. So five days, try not to have them on weekends because weekends are me time. But I would say five key factors that are really addressable tasks that need doing each week. All the other ones, either they get moved down the list or they can be filled in as you're ticking off these one by one. But only set five because otherwise we generally tend to look at the tasks as greater than what they really are if they're not broken down into bite-sized chunks. The next one is have structure on your weekends as well. So make sure you're scheduling some free time, but you would definitely want to have a structured weekend to help you move forwards. Why do we do this with the weekend? Because a lot of people tend to fall into the pattern of creating structure around their working week. So you know their, their, their career or their business or their job might actually structure uh, majority, you know, 70, 80% of their week. So meal timings, it's easier to stick to you know, good foods throughout the week, but then the weekends come and everything kind of goes out the window. So definitely creating structure around your weekends is a winning factor to help you move forward. But what I, the reason why most people don't structure in weekends is because they like to have free flexible time. But then the free flexible time is more so abused than used to create something positive from it. So the intention is always we get to the weekend, we want some me time, we want some downtime, we're going to have some foods that are slightly maybe off plan from what we're going to have through the week, but we're going to have some sort of you know feet up, kickback time, bit of you know Netflix. That kind of thing is fantastic. And you can actually, if you plan this in and structure your weekends, although you're working from structure, you know you can be accountable to your actions. If you know that you're eating food uh, every single weekend, maybe for nearly every single meal that normally wouldn't fit with what you do through the week, you would then start to question your results long term because the efforts of the week are counterbalanced by the actions of the weekend. And that's the thing that we're trying to avoid by having the weekly routine is by having structure on weekends. If we have some kind of structure, we still have the similar eating windows, we're still eating, doesn't have to be similar kinds of foods. I mean, when I'm coaching anybody, I always say all food is on the table. It's just a case of how we structure it and move forwards. So although the food choices on a weekend might be slightly different, we structure the weekends by still being accountable to the foods that we're eating. And then that allows us to then say, right, okay, I, can, I have got more flexibility on weekends. But also I've scheduled some free time in there for myself as well that's going to allow me to feel like I'm actually having that time on the weekend to de-stress and disconnect from you know, the chaos of the week. And the last one I'm going to make on point three for the weekly routine is planning your meals. So your meal prep for the coming week. I would say try and plan for two to three days in front each time. Uh, reason being is because you're going to save yourself a lot of hassle and aggravation if you do this at the, at the weekend running into midweek. Then you only really have one day midweek around Wednesday, Thursday, where you would then need to prep for later on in the week. So I would say the best thing to do with your meal prep is really focus on the, the key factors of the meal. So the things that are quick to put together, five, 10 minutes, not a problem. But if you're looking at preparing a meal that's quite a substantial part of the meal in itself, so say if you're looking at um, some sort of chili, 
that's going to take some time to prepare. So if you could batch prepare this and then put it to one side, freeze it maybe, uh, this is going to allow you to then either pull that food from storage, uh, pull it from the freezer and cook there and then, or it's going to give you at least two to three days of grace to be able to prepare food later on in the week that might be a little bit more substantial around the food and the timing of the food as well. So just be mindful about planning a meal, planning meal prep at the weekend. As you move forward into Monday, Tuesday, you don't want the distractions of having to create meals, coming home from work, the frustration, obviously the chaos of being at work from a Monday and Tuesday, and then going into that that torment and torture of, I've now got to meal prep and it's a Monday and Tuesday. Remove that stress from, from what your week looks like and have that happen on a weekend. One of the easiest ways to move forward with the week is be prepared, be prepared from a Sunday evening uh, with meal prep and at least have that last you until Wednesday, Thursday. And then just maybe one night in the week where you can actually say, right, okay, uh, I'm going to be really, really structured at the beginning of the week with foods, but the back end of the week, uh, we hit sort of Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to be a little bit more, you know, on in the moment, on the spot with food for the rest of the week. But that's still going to help you set yourself up at the very beginning of the week and remove a lot of the stress. So get your weekly routine in check. So that's know your weekly tasks. Take the five key priorities of that week and make them non-negotiable and then work backwards with your, your secondary and your tertiary. So your, your second and third priority key tasks for the week. The next one is have structure around the weekends, but also make sure you're scheduling that free time. The whole weekend doesn't need to be scheduled free time, but I would say keeping some kind of structure in the weekends is definitely going to help you progress with any kind of result that you're looking to produce. And then having a section of the weekend where you give some time towards meal prep. Um, Like I say, just making sure that the boxes are you know, ticked and everything's ready to go come Monday because you want as, as little in the way as possible when your feet hit the ground running come Monday morning, you're ready to go. That would mean that your meals are prepped, your gym bag's in the car, you know what you're doing with the day because you framed it in, with your morning routine. You're ready to go and you're, you're about to have a very, very impactful Monday morning. And the last one I'd like to cover with you, so, so routine number four is a burnout routine. Um, so this is kind of the opposite end of the scale, really, when it comes down to what you're looking to create. Everybody's going to experience some kind of overwhelm at some point. Um, I've experienced burnout more times in the past three years than I've probably experienced in the past 30 years. And that's just because I'm very aware of working at my very, very high top end of optimal. And this allows me to sort of get a lot done, but in the same respect, I do understand that it does also create a risk of burnout. And this has happened a few times. So four key points around a burnout routine. Um, These are kind of counter to everything that you've been given so far with the other three points uh, for creating daily and weekly routines. Your burnout routine is going to last around about two days. So block out two days. And this wants to be an instance of a second that you realize burnout's kicking in, Block out two days for self-care. Self-care can literally come down to whatever you wish that to be. You know, if if you're a guy, make sure you're going to have a shave, freshen up, you know, allow yourself that time to prepare. You know, ladies out there, make sure you go out and enjoy something that's going to give you some personal care, some self-care back. But I'm asking you to take the time to give yourself some self-care for two days. Make sure you go and do something in that self-care time. So this is this is a non-negotiable. This has to be a non-negotiable when you do this. Make sure you go and do that one thing that you find fun within that two days. Something that you really, really enjoy that isn't 
part of your life without you forcing yourself to go and do it. This one thing has to be done within these two days. It's going to give you a sense of purpose. It's going to give you a sense of presence. But it's also going to give you and remind you that not every single day has to be high stress. It doesn't have to be a 120 mile an hour day. It doesn't have to be that we're working forward at light speed just to try and obviously achieve the results that unfortunately is the world that, we, that we've all built today. So make sure that you're going and doing that one thing. If it's going to the beach or if it's you know going and seeing family, if it's going and doing something that's a little bit more hobby related, make sure you go and do that one thing within these two days that's going to allow you to have some personal connection time. So we've got personal self-care and then we've got personal connection time. They're your first two key points. Make sure you block out those two days instantly the second you feel burnout kicking in. Give yourself that personal self-care time and then you're going to give yourself that personal reconnection time. The third one is disconnect from social media. Uh, this is definitely something that I do more now than what I've ever done in the past when I'm experiencing burnout. Our minds can be sculpted and crafted into all kinds of stories when we're in a burnout scenario. You see everybody else operating at high levels around you and it's that whole BS best life scenario, the highlight reel, and we start to then criticize and judge ourselves on what we're seeing because we can't operate at such a high level as somebody else. Like I say, all these stories start coming out and we start to fabricate something that is either going to pull us down even further or put us in a worse mindset that's going to slow us, slow ourselves down. So disconnect from social media. Two days off social media, you are not going to miss much. Trust me, if it's important, it'll be on the news. But disconnect yourself from social media. This means giving yourself space away from the apps, away from connect the, the, the online connection, and give yourself that time away to be present with the people that are in your life, real people, day to day, and enjoy the environment that you can create around you. The last one is meditate. Now, at this point, this is where you're going to switch the podcast off. <laughs> I know a lot of people, when it comes down to meditation, it's a bit too woo-woo, it's a bit too out there. But meditation isn't just sitting there with your fingers crossed and humming and listening to chimes. Meditation is a practice of breathing. It's a practice of clarity. It's a practice of understanding how we can physically control what our minds are doing and then allowing ourselves not to be attached to the thought process behind it and, and moving past it. The meditation can look, it can look so many different ways for so many different people. It really can. You can be in a state of meditation whilst you're walking. You know, if you're walking in silence, you can be in a state of meditation whilst you're listening to music. You can be in a state of meditation actually meditating, you know, going, using a meditation app. Uh, personally, I use one called Insight Timer. Uh, but you're going to meditate twice a day, just 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the evening. Ideally, I would say, Still perform a morning routine whilst you're in a burnout routine. So have that kind of that system that wakes you up first thing in the morning in good energy. But then I would say definitely give a little bit of time that morning to meditation. 10 minutes, it could be longer if you wanted it, but it's not needed. But really focus in on the breathing aspect whilst you're in that sort of deep state of meditation. You're looking to control your breathing whilst you're controlling your thoughts. Your thoughts are not the thing that you want to attach yourself to. And you want to repeat this twice a day for these two days because this, this downtime, this disconnection from mental chaos is going to allow you to think a lot more clearly about what got you to where you were with the burnout, why you're experiencing the, the thoughts and feelings that you are currently. And it's also going to give you a bit, give you a bit of clarity to move forward with that once you get past 
the whole burnout feeling. And you will start to replenish, you'll start to feel a bit more alert, a bit more alive, you'll start to have clarity about everything that's going on around you, and then it's going to allow you to move forwards with more insight and mindset. So just to recap on those last four is block out the two days of self-care. Then make sure you're going to do something fun. So this is personal connection time. So you've got self-care time and personal connection time. Then you're going to disconnect from social media for a couple of days. Bit of a task to ask, I know. It's a bit of a challenge to accept, but trust me, it's going to do you the world of good. And meditate twice a day using an app, using deep breathing techniques. However that looks for you, but meditate twice a day. Allow yourself these two days. This includes disconnecting from training as well. So if you're in a burnout routine, you disconnect from training, you allow the time for the body and the mind to recover, and that's going to give you enough time to recoup where you need to be and move forward with the mindset, hopefully the energy and the focus and the clarity to have all of these routines back in place the second you feel like you can pick them up. So these are my four go-to routines. Um, I always make sure that I've got my, so the third one, the the weekly routine, I make sure that this is in place from Sunday every single week. That is my go-to day. I plan the week out. I know what I want from the week. Every single morning, I have a routine. Now, this is the, the morning routine for me is usually adapted. Uh, it's adapted over time. I normally sort of adapt this around the things on and priorities that I have going on at a time. Currently, um, I'm in a mentorship myself. So I'm having time in the morning with, so that's my education time in the morning. I'm using the mentorship to give me the education. I take the 10 minutes. So the 10 minutes for me, first thing in the morning is really about clearing the space around me. Uh, So I go into the kitchen. I make sure the space is clear. There's nothing sort of like um, that needs cleaning up or anything like that that's going to distract me from focusing on what I need to do. Then I do actually grab the coffee. I sit down. I take a little bit longer than 10 minutes, but I, I take sort of like 30 minutes take the, the knowledge and the information in that I need to, and then I make sure that I'm ready for the day. So I'm, I'm ready to go and ready to rock by sort of 7, 7.30. Um, I'm up at 5.30. So for me, yes, that is a, an hour and a half to two hour window. But like I say, um, it, that's not for everybody. But I would definitely say give yourself around about at least 40 minutes of a morning routine. So weekly routine on a Sunday, morning routine every morning. Training routine for me is literally programmed in. That gym bag is packed. Uh, Pre and post training nutrition is on point. And then making sure that I'm training with intent so I'm getting maximal results from the training program that I'm being used. And burnout. I must say actually the burnout routine was, it has been used between this podcast and the last podcast that was released. Um, Reason being is because moving forwards at such a speed over the past six to 12 months, has required me to be a lot more mindful and focused on how I'm treating myself day in, day out. So the burnout routine has actually been used a couple of times um, to really allow myself to realign. I didn't fully disconnect, uh, I will admit, I mean, I'm gonna hold my hand up now, I didn't fully disconnect from social media just simply because um, it wasn't social media that was doing this, it was more of the fact that it was the workload that I was placing on myself. So I actually disconnected from the workload for a full 24 hours uh, and then reignited that spark to get going again after a 24-hour period because you know, the, the industry that I work in relies so, it's literally solely around momentum. Um, so I had to give 24 hours and then gear up on 24 hours. But yeah, moving forwards. Four routines there that you would would massively uh, impact your day to day life, your training life, your your mindset definitely, uh, and how you're going to achieve progress moving forwards. So I'm going to wrap this podcast up here. Uh, it's great to be back. Like I say, 
they're not, it's going to take me a while to get back into them. It's going to take me a while to get a bit more polished and a bit more clean with them. But the intention is here, we are back. So the deal is, as before, if you've got questions, please do jump on to Instagram at Coach Andy James. Send me the question over, send me the topic over. Andy, could you just cover this or would you mind giving me more information on this on Fitflow Radio? Yep. Not a problem. I'll make a note of them. I have a list of them. Like I say, I've got an entire board full of them right now. And we'll work, start working through these over the months to come. Hopefully, the aim is to do two per week. Minimum one per week. But the goal moving forward is two per week. And who knows? This might lead into something a lot, lot more detailed. A lot, more, a lot, lot more recurring in the months to come. But all I know is my commitment is to you right now to make sure that this happens every single week. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being on this podcast. Please, if you do, share with a friend or family member that's going to help them move forward. If there's something something in this podcast that can help somebody else, please, please, please do share. Speak to you soon. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you got great value in today's episode. If you'd like to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram at CoachAndyJames and DM me the word evolution. Evolution is our own unique coaching methods that will take you from stuck to success, frustrated to fitness kings and queens. That's Instagram at CoachAndyJames and the word evolution. We can have a quick chat, see if we can support you and we can create your own success story. Again, thank you for being here today and I'll catch you in the next one.